Hey, welcome to the Learning to Lead podcast. I'm Paul Doherty, your host. And I wanna talk to you today about learning to lead right where you are, um, learning to lead when you're not the one in charge, and, and learning to lead people who are older than you and might know more than you. I was thrust into a position of leadership at a young age where I was leading people twice and sometimes three times my age. In fact, my grandma is still on staff here at the church. Uh, when I stepped in on staff as a pastor, I really stepped into a staff and church that had already been established for 29 years. Um, so it started in 1981 and I became the pastor in 2014. So what is that? That's, uh, that's actually 33 years. So, so not just 20, 30, the church was older than me and the people were older than me and the staff, majority of the staff was older than me. Now I've brought in some younger staff, people that are younger than me, close to my age, but still quite a few staff members that are older than me twice. Um, like my grandmother, she's 95. She is three times my age. So how do you lead people older than you? Um, how do you lead right where you're at? How do you lead when you're not the one in charge? Um, so let's talk about a little bit of all of this. I think at the end of the day, it comes down to making the most of what you've been given. I am not responsible to maximize gifts that I don't have. I am not responsible to be a 40-year-old when I'm 30 years old. I'm responsible to make the most of my 30-year-old life, right? Uh, now, I'm 33 now, but when I took the church, I was 28, turned 29 that same next week. And what I had to realize is I have to give myself permission that I am not my dad. I am not 57 years old. I am not, I don't have the same personality as him. I don't have, I didn't have the exact same giftings he had. I had a lot of similar personality traits, but I had to make the most of what I had been given. And that's what I would encourage with you. You uh, may be a 25 year old and you're leading 50 year olds. Um, be 25, but be a wise 25 year old and, and make the most of your personality. Don't try to be a 50 year old man. Don't try to imitate a personality of some leader that you admire. Own your personality. If you're a quirky guy and you don't wear socks, fine. You don't have to wear socks to be successful. You know, like I, I didn't wear socks for five years and uh, I, that was my personality and people would give me a hard time about it. They're like, your dad always wore socks. Okay, well, I'm not him. And guess what? Wearing socks is not a religious duty. It's not, you know, you're probably laughing right now. But I would encourage you, be who you are made to be and, um, and own your giftings. Our potential is the gift that God has given us. And what we do with that potential is our gift back to God. So if you have the potential to be a great web developer and graphic designer and uh, make incredible content for your church, don't sit with that potential. Don't say, yes, yeah, someday when I'm in charge, I'm really gonna use every gift inside me. No, use every gift inside you right now because how you treat right now determines where you're going to be 10 years from now. And if you only give half of your effort, half of your potential to the season you're in right now, then you are limiting your capacity to grow right now. So I had to start realizing I had ideas that I was holding on to, and I was thinking, I'm gonna use these ideas when I'm in charge. And this was before I was the pastor, this was when I was serving in the college ministry, and God said, do you think I'm gonna run out of ideas for you, Paul? 
Do you think there's like a limitation in heaven of ideas and strategies and plans? And I realized I was limiting my capacity to grow. I was limiting what our environment as a ministry was doing by holding on to potential inside me. So I had to let it all out. I began to just share every idea, every series, every graphic idea, every video idea, and I wasn't in charge. But as I began to share it, stuff started coming out. More ideas started coming. The more you tap into what's inside you right now, God's gonna give you more. In fact, Matthew 25 says, he who is faithful with small will become ruler of more. So if you are leading, if you are desiring to lead and you are not the leader, then start maximizing the gifts and the talents and the potential and all the stuff that's inside you. Don't sit on the potential, pull it out. How do you pull it out? You start sharing it with someone. You start writing it down. You start sending the email. You start showing up to meetings and being ready and prepared to share whatever ideas you have. You start using every gift that, that's inside you, every idea of a gift. If you wanna learn a new language, don't wait five more years. Learn it right now. If you wanna learn how to play an instrument, don't wait till you're old enough or you have time enough to learn that instrument. Start taking lessons today. If you wanna become a better graphic designer and you don't think you've arrived, go back to school and take one more class of graphic design work. Go on YouTube, start taking tutorials, start listening to podcasts out of um, how to become a better leader. Like you're doing right now, you're watching this podcast, you're listening to it. This is all helpful for you. This is not wasted time. Preparation time is never wasted time. In fact, it is so healthy for you as a leader to keep working on that. Now, let's talk about leading people that are older than you. Let's say you've been given a department or you've been given a church or some area in your life where you are in charge of people. Um, you are the boss, the manager, the supervisor, uh, the leader, the pastor over a group of people that are older than you. One of the best things you can do is show honor to people that are older than you. Don't act like you know it all. I don't know it all. My grandma knows way more than me. She has lived through wars. She has not just a war, she's lived through two or three. Like she has lived through um, an assassination on a president. She, is, she was born in 1923. She knows more than me, um, right? So she's got uh, an edge on all of this stuff. She's, she, she's got wisdom that I don't know. So. Think about that. Think about you know um, honoring the older people in your life, asking them, hey, can you tell me what it was like um, to, to lead during this era of, of this ministry or this bank or this organization? Tell me what it was like. Tell me what you learned under the different leaders that you've worked for. Um, what was it about that leader that you really admired? Instead of being threatened by their frustration with you because you're the new guy, you're the new girl, you're the leader, Ask them what they liked about it. Instead of being on this witch hunt to get rid of everyone um, that, that's, that's, that doesn't like you, what if you took time to really figure out what makes them tick, what makes them work? Um, honoring them by listening to them, honoring them by asking them questions, honoring people by taking them to lunch. And what I found is the more I honor, the more honor I receive. The more I treat people with respect, the more they respect me. And the more I encourage them and motivate them, and they watch, right? Every, every person watches every leader. Um, when you're the leader, you're just watched and you're judged on a higher level. People are like, well, this person doesn't put in much effort or this person puts in way too much effort here and yet is never home with their family. 
taking time to just say, hey, I wanna encourage you to rest this week, take a day off, spend time with your family. That right there communicates that you value their family. And if you value, value their family and their day off, whoa, that just created a whole lot of leverage um, because you're not saying, I want you here seven days a week, working 30 hours a day. There's not even 30 hours in a day, right? And, and there's these you know, young guys that will come into organizations and they will burn every bridge and they will run off every person that's older than them and they will think, well, fine, I can build this organization with a bunch of other young people. And what they do is they build the organization with a bunch of wounded sons and daughters that now are carrying all their rebellious attitudes against their parents into this organization and God can't bless that. So if that's you, if you have like a wound against your family or older people in your life, parents, um, just recognizing that, repenting of that, forgiving them for whatever they did and then choosing, I'm gonna be a leader that honors mothers and fathers, that honors um, people's day off, that calls people to a higher standard and I'm not gonna be judgmental and I'm not gonna be rude and I'm not gonna act like I know it all and I'm gonna walk them through this transition. And I'll say this, as you walk people through transitions in a healthy way, they are with you for the long haul. And even the ones that over time decide to step down or, or move away or decide, you know, this isn't working, at least it comes from a place of maturity and a place of honor and respect and you didn't just immediately cut them off. So I would just say, you know, people talk about the idea of slowly pulling a Band-Aid off we're just ripping it off really fast. And, um, and they use that as an analogy for taking over something that existed, um, leading people that uh, are older than you. Um, if you're gonna fire them, just fire them, right? But there's a part of it that I think we're called as Christians to do things with honor and love. And so giving people a chance to change, giving people a chance to adjust, giving people grace that they may not immediately like be head over heels that you're in charge. So like instead of being on a power trip and like I'm gonna rip this band-aid off and get rid of everyone, like just giving, giving people some time. And then after, in my opinion, I think six to 12 months is plenty of time. And after that time, if there's still no change, then you start making those changes. Um, and then the, the last thing I was gonna share was this, that um, so you're leading people that are older than you. You're leading when you're not the head leader. And then you're using everything that God's put inside you. And I wanna give you seven things to do right now. I'm gonna go through them really fast. Seven things that could change your life as a leader. And it's really coming from a sermon I preached called This Year I Will. And I gave our church seven I wills. Seven I wills when you're not in charge or when you are in charge and you're not respected yet, seven I wills that could change your leadership and change how people view you. So number one, this year I will take responsibility. The buck stops with me. So I'm not, I'm not gonna blame my behavior, my language, my bad attitude on anyone else. This year I will take responsibility. I will take responsibility. I want you to say that with me. I will take responsibility. The buck stops with me. All right, number two, this year, I will take action. I will take action. In other words, I'm not going to hope for luck. I'm not going to pray that God makes things happen. I will take, I'm gonna put action behind my faith. What does that look like? 
for, for you, maybe it's if you wanna get healthier, it's changing your diet, it's going to the gym, right? I will take action. Number three, I will be faithful in the small stuff and the big stuff, right? So I'm not just gonna take action once. I'm not just gonna read my Bible one time and hope that I get spiritually mature. I'm not gonna go to the gym one time and hope that I have a six pack of abs and have muscles, no. I will be faithful. Faithful is consistent. I will be consistent. I will show up. So number four, here's number four. I will show up no matter how I feel. So number three is faithfulness, consistency. Number four, it's really about like owning your feelings. I'm not gonna be mastered by how I feel. I will show up whether I feel like it or not. There's a lot of people who say, I will if I feel. I will love my family. I will forgive if I feel like forgiving. I will go to the gym if I feel like going to the gym. I will go to church if I feel like going. And if I lived every day by my feelings, then I would not do anything God's calling me to do because my feelings are always gonna be in constant contradiction with the Spirit of God. My feelings are always gonna wanna eat that Krispy Kreme donut always want to eat one more piece of pizza when I've already had enough. Always want to drink a Mountain Dew when I know I need to give it up for, for that day or for that season or for my life. Okay. Uh, but making that decision, I will show up. And that's not necessarily physically, but it could be physically, but it's also mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I will show up. I will do what I need to do. All right. That's number four. Number Five, I will choose a great attitude daily. I will choose a great attitude daily. In other words, I'm not going to come into an organization and hope that they get my attitude excited. I am going to choose a great attitude daily. Not just an okay attitude, a great attitude. Number six, I will greet every day with a forgiving spirit. All right, so think about that. I'm gonna greet you with forgiveness. I'm gonna greet me with forgiveness. I'm going to greet the people who betrayed me and hurt me in my past with forgiveness. I'm not holding on to any bitterness today. I will greet every day with a forgiving spirit. And number seven, the final point here, and this one's special just for you. This is one that I, I, I am tailor making just for you. Number seven, I will learn to become a better leader this year. Now that's a focused commitment right there. I will learn to become a better leader this year, which means I'm going to read books on leadership. I'm going to listen to podcasts on leadership. I am going to journal what I'm learning as a leader. I am going to learn how to become a better leader this year. If you will do those seven things, I'm telling you, your life, your leadership, the thing you're in charge of is going to go to another level and people will respect you, honor you, um, the people that are older than you, they will see that you are making an effort in these areas. Okay, much love. God bless you. Keep growing this year spiritually. That's the greatest thing you can do this year is just dig into God's word, dig into prayer, get into church, make a commitment to grow spiritually this year. I believe in you. I believe you can do it. You're responsible for it. No one's gonna grow you spiritually except for you. So go do it. God bless you. I love you. Your best days are right in front of you.